No child left behind, say daddy next in line Flesh should attain it, yeah I say it for the second time Reppin' time, R.I.P. J. Pesci Haircap, any move, can't all Yo, 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 you are now tapped into the Hoop Nerd Podcast This is episode 6 And this one is a doozy um, so, you know, all, all the time, our, our previous five episodes had a lot to do with individuals that are involved in the game of basketball. Um, not too much that we go against organizations and things of that nature, but um, these are a few topics I, I feel like that need to be said. I always talk about the game of basketball and the various pieces that come alongside the game of basketball, right? So it's various pieces, entities that come alongside the game of basketball that make it what it is today, right? Now, you know, back in the day, um, high school basketball was end-all, be-all. That's where you found the gyms at, you found the players. So I'm going to start it with the playground era, transition to you playing in high school, getting recruited through your high school. Um, then you're able to transition to play collegiately. Your name buzzed of what you did in your high school. Right now we have a a transition to AAU basketball, which is an amateur athletic union. Right, so AAU basketball has now took a stronghold on those high school student athletes to decide where will they go at successfully. Um, me, um, I, I have a give and take with AAU basketball. Um, I feel like the exposure piece of AAU has helped a lot of individuals come a long way um, to be seen sometimes in places they wouldn't be seen at, um, given the opportunity to play against competition all over the world, um, and just to see, see where their competitive levels was at, right? And, you know, you being from, you could be a kid from Philly, um, like I am, and go to go play one of the top players in California, right? Um, or in Oregon, or in Utah, and things of that nature. So being able to match your ability up with somebody of the same grade level, whether it be older and younger, um, bigger, smaller, being able to take your ability and match it up with individuals from all over the world to see where your skill level was at, I think it's big, right? And that's one thing I think AAU does is it helps you see which level you're at, right? It gets individuals that are like you, um, like size, skill level, age, grade, um, it's just been, it's, it's an exposure piece. So I'm, I'm I'm big on the exposure proponent when it comes to AAU basketball, right? Huge on that. Um, but what, what we all know is there is a dark side to the game, right? There's a hundred percent dark side to the game at AAU basketball, um, and it has a lot to do with the money component how we have individuals who solely benefit off the game, right? They solely benefit off this game of AAU basketball. If you look at look at it nowadays, man, it's probably a, a million different AAU teams, right? A million, and that's a minimum. Like, everybody in their mama has an AAU organization, is an AAU coach, and trying to instill and get those top kids to help boost their program, right? That's just that's just what AAU basketball has come to, right? So we are talking about the number, the team component, right? AAU has now become an essential part for individuals' income. 
And I'm not against making money off of the game of basketball. But we have these mom and pop AAU teams who are popping up overnight telling these parents, I'm we're the next best such and such just to get money. Like think about all these all these teams that come around and they're playing in local local recreational leagues, calling themselves AAU teams. The parents are fronting five, six hundred dollar bills for their kid to get exposure, but they're not getting any. Right? How many tournaments are your kids playing in where you actually see college coaches? Right? We, we're not talking about scouting services. There's a bunch of different scouting services out there. Every time you turn around, it's a different scouting service rating somebody number one in the country, number two in the country, number three in the country. Right? Everybody has their own thought process, own thinking. Right? But when it comes to the exposure piece, how many of you parents out here, kids are truly getting ex the exposure they need to be successful to go into that next phase of their playing career? Right? So when it comes to AAU basketball, we one have to understand, we have to do research on the programs, the individuals who are running the programs. Right? What's the benefit for me and my child being a part of this program? Right? We don't what you don't want is kids hopping from team to team to team to team. Cause then that also transitions to them when they get to high school coaches and collegially, they tend to transfer. Right? They tend to move on. Um, because they're so used to playing with multiple teams. So so in the in the in the nutshell of things, you gotta vet these programs and vet these coaches to see who is going to best benefit me and my child in the long run. Don't just allow your child to play for any program because they came up to your child and asked them to play. Think about the organizational piece of it. Piece of it. Like I said, do your research, right? See if you can figure out, okay, what tournaments did they play in last year? How much exposure did they get? How many of their players in their program went to go play collegiate basketball? How many of they went to go play beyond that, right? So being able to define that piece and get that exposure piece is huge when developing a game of basketball, right? So when you're picking the AAU organization, understand that, right? The second piece to it is weed out the con artists. Like, understand, like, this, this game is, is so, you can make so much money off of the game of basketball, especially the AAU component right now. You can make so much money off of it that you'll have individuals coming at you left and right if you have a kid that's okay to good trying to get that kid, right? That organization. Because you have to understand your child makes the organization go. Without winning, without being competitive, without having quality coaches, um, the program doesn't go anywhere because the AAU program is deemed unorganized. And the worst thing you can get is an AAU program deemed unorganized. Right? Because that means you will have negative comments about your organization moving forward. Right, so understand within the game of AAU basketball, right, you got to understand as a parent perspective and a player perspective, 
what organization best fits me, my style of play, right? A lot of people play for these loaded AAU teams and don't get the, get the exposure that they deem they need or should get because the roster is loaded. The roster is loaded with talent. So as the roster continues to be loaded, your playing time dwindles. Yeah, you got the you know the free trips, the free shoes, free four or five uniforms. But what else did you get out of it? Did you get the exposure that you intended to get? So, like I said, understand that when you're when you're choosing this AAU organization, what is it about? Um, another key component about AAU basketball is um, sometimes it teaches kids. It's okay to lose, right? And and when I, I say that, um, and people are like, no, no, we are competing, are competitive. Yeah, we we are. Like, if you have any type of competitive nature in your body, you want to win, right? You, you you teach winning attitude, you teach winning plays, right? But look how many games these kids are playing on a daily basis—two to three games a day, right? So it creates a losing mentality because it's like, okay, I'm okay with taking that loss because I can bounce back again in two hours and I'm playing a, a game that's, you know, non-meaningful game. And when I say losing basketball, I'm not talking about the high levels of AAU. You know, the sneaker companies came and, and took a board. So you have your Nike, your Adidas, your Under Armour. Um... Those individuals that just came and just just snatched the, the throats of AAU basketball, put a sneaker logo, stamp a sneaker logo on it, made a tournament, and now we're, we're, in a, we're in a space where they have their top teams, right? But these other, you know, I don't even want to say small level local tournaments and events, if, if you lose in the golden bracket, there's the silver bracket, there's the bronze bracket, there's the taller bowl. Like, so you still have opportunities for these kids to win. So to them, it's okay to lose because I get a rewarded another opportunity to play because of participation. Right? Like, think, think, think about this game at AAU. Like, and, I, and I'm, I'm kind of guilty of it as well. Right? But what are we competing for? Right? We have to we have to teach our kids that you're not always gonna get that silver bracket, bronze bracket, taller bow bracket, like it don't work that way. You know, in high school basketball, you losing your sectionals, your regional, your semi-state, ain't no next week. It's next year. Like there's no, there's no, hey, it's fine, yo. We, we lost at eight o'clock today, but we got a silver bracket game tonight at seven. It, it doesn't, it doesn't go that way when you get in high school basketball. Hell, when you get in college basketball, it don't go that way. You know, those preseason tournaments and in-season tournaments, they give you the third place game, fourth place game, whatever. And that's just to help coaches with records because records matter collegially. You know, uh, 20 and 13 can keep your job. 19 and 14, you can lose your job. 
right? So collegially, I get it. But in the NCAA tournament, ain't no, hey, yeah, uh, y'all lost to Duke today, but y'all got a chance to play for the second place game tonight against Kentucky. No? So in a game of AAU basketball, like we gotta understand that we're gonna we're gonna do this. We gotta put in a position where we're playing in meaningful tournaments to get meaningful exposure to help advance us to whatever we want to be in the second path of our life when it far as to the game of basketball. Right? If if we're not getting that exposure, if we're not getting put in the forefront where collegiate coaches are coming to see me every tournament when it can come out. It don't matter, right? You just playing recreational basketball. Parents can save their money and go put their kid in a wild league because that's pretty much the venues you playing in. The quality of coaches that's going to be there is the same that's going to be at the wild league, which is none. So why are you as a parent spending five, six hundred dollars? For your kid to participate in a glorified travel YMCA program. It just don't it don't work. It don't it don't it don't match up. Right? So understand that in the game of AAU basketball. AAU basketball, I think, you know, a lot of old timers is like, man, AAU messed up the game. I think AAU kind of expanded the game. Um it does have his, you know, pros and cons. But essentially, we got to understand as we get older, things are going to change. Things are going to evolutionize and move on and grow and expand. So the, the things that we once had and the ways that we once did things is completely different now. It's not going to be the same. Right. So we got to do a better job at understanding that, understanding the growth of the game, understanding the expansion of the game. And understand how the game will continue to move on and evolve through every aspect of life, right? So, you know, understand that with AAU basketball, um, the con artists, the program, the type of the quality of program you're participating and playing with, um, the exposure piece, the organizational piece, um, the communication piece. Communication is huge when it comes to AAU basketball. Being able to understand and know what's going on. Right. Um, having open and open conversations with your coach or your organization's representative when when you have issues or, you know, things that's going on that you don't like. We never have that communicational piece. We have to do that in every aspect, at every level of basketball. Why can't it be held accountable in AAU basketball? Right. Why can't it? In every other aspect. We have these conversations. You have to, you have to be able to talk to your AD. You be able to talk to a student's principal. You be able to talk to a supervisor. Every aspect of your life, you're able to talk to individual when there's an issue. We need to also hold these AAU organizations accountable as well. Um. So yeah, man, it's just you know, AAU basketball is is growing. It has taken over the high school basketball importance. Like, let's just look at it. Like, I don't know if some of you guys are listening. I've been recruited before. But 
College coaches now contact your AAU program before they contact your high school coach. And the only reason they contact your high school coach is out of courtesy. Right? But they contact your AAU programs first. So look who has more of importance nowadays when it comes to your child's development and recruitment. It's the individual that you spend with two and a half to three months out the year. You were your high school coach six, seven months, six, seven months out the year. But this individual that you're with in the summer months from April to August, and you take June off because June is moratorium for June is only for that for the high school. So you go April, May, July, beginning of August, and then you're back with your high school coach. But your AU coach has a significance of more importance than what your high school coach has nowadays. Right? So just being able to understand that and understand the importance of, of that they hold as far as your AAU organization, we have to do a better job at choosing the organization that's best for me and my child. That's going to help them be successful and improve in the game of basketball, um, become young men and women in the game of life. Right? And then understanding that, so as we transition from the AAU basketball, as your child continues to develop and, and become a better player, he or she, here come the hoop groupies. Okay? And people like the hoop groupies. I'm like, yeah, the hoop groupies. Have you, have you ever been good at any capacity? Right? Do you have any, any inkling of talent? You have these grown women, win, grown men and women that straggle alongside of you and base their worth off your success. Like, listen to that. Their worth is based off how successful you are on the court in the game of basketball. Right? I, I work a lot of um, basketball camps. Right? Work a lot of basketball camps. And uh, I'll never forget, I did a MSHTV, the little middle school, middle school, high school TV, top third to ninth graders in the country. Um, just overall, a camp is an exposure camp. It's essentially what it is, right? Exposure camp. So I'm coaching this camp. And then one of the rules they have in the camp was... Uh, each coach will be designated a court. Right? So, you get this paperwork, and it says, Hey, Coach Perry, you're on court three from nine to 12. Right? You will stay on court three. Each team rotates their court. Right? So, so understand this. Coach Perry, you're on court three from nine to 12. Each team will rotate to different courts. So comprehension means as a coach, I'm going to have a different team every hour. So you prepare yourself to have a different team every hour. 
So I never, I never forget the first, the first year I did the camp, and we had a uh, Julian Newman there. We had Kyrie Walker, uh, Monty Bates was there, uh, Chris Livingston, like a lot of the top high school players now who are um, in college or playing professional basketball. Um, they were at the camp, and I had the opportunity to coach, right? But I'll never forget a Monty Bates team had just left off of court two and was coming to court three. Right? Chris Livingston's team, he's number seven recruit in this class. Um, he actually committed to Kentucky. Okay? Chris Livingston's class, Livingston's class, his team came over to court three. Right? Now, understand the rules I said in the beginning. Each coach is designated a court. Each team transitions to each court. So we had me and a guy on our court had the coaches from court two follow their teams over here to court three. Right? Legitimately followed them from court two to court three. Right? So they get to me and they're like, hey man, you can take a break, man. You don't got to do this game. I'm like, nah. I'm doing this game. This is my court. Man, come on, bro. You don't even know who over here playing, man. This is the top two players in the country. This is in the third. Okay? I'm about to coach the game. Nah, bro, you ain't about to coach this, bro. It's my youngin'. I don't care. I don't care. I'm about to coach this game. Your court is court two. So go sit on court two and let me coach court three. So, you know, he get upset. And, I mean, he gonna get the tournament director and everything, yeah. And I tell the tournament director, like, listen, you told me what the rule was. You gave me the obligation, right? You gave me this is what's going to happen. Court two, coaches stay on court two. Court three, coaches stay on court three. But because it was two big-name players about to play, and this guy wanted to be attached to them, he said, fuck the rules. I'm about to follow them over here to court three. I ain't understand the game because I'm, I'm from Philly, man. We ain't, I ain't with the groupie talk. Like, if you're a good player, you know, I'm going to coach good players. I'm going to bench good players. I done did it, right? Turn to to say, hey, Malik, man, just, man, let him, let him coach the game. It's all right, man, you are. You can let him coach the game. It was a three-day event. I watched this grown man for three days walk around next to these two players. Like, for three days, he literally walked around the gym holding book bags 
for Monty Bates and Chris Livingston. You 26 to 30 years old holding little kids' bags. Like, you 26 to 30 years old chasing around a little kid like a, a fan because of what their name is. You a groupie, bro. And that's what this game game has come to now was we got a lot of groupies, a lot of male groupies, a lot of sports groupies. You ain't telling none of these kids the right things. You trying to hang around them so you can figure out what benefits you in the long run. And that's why I made the comment. These groups are trying to benefit off of your worth. You as the player are the valuable piece in this entire equation. Don't allow, don't allow these stragglers to come around and hang around and do X, Y, and Z for you because with the hopes of when you make it, hey, we was here. We was here. Hey, remember I was at that camp that day, boy, and I carried your book bag, gave you some pizza. That's what they do. And that's what they are. They groupies. They try to benefit off your worth. Like these hoop groupies, these hoop groupies gotta, we gotta find a way to pluck them out of our community. In the game of basketball, we a community. Right? So we got to find a way to take these who groupies and pluck their ass out the community. You ain't wanted here. We don't need you here. Right? That's what we got to try to do because they fucking up the game. And when I say they fucking up the game, I mean it in the sense of now they fucking up you as a player. Because in your mind, these young players, when they got groupies, they think they already made it. See, when I said hoop groupies, a lot of y'all thought I was talking about chicks and dudes that want to be with somebody and trap somebody. No, that's a given. Y'all already think about that. I'm talking about these weak-ass adults that try to prey on these kids with the game of basketball in the hopes that it'll benefit them in the long run. Y'all a bunch of fucking lames. Y'all lames. Because you can't develop or because you have shortcomings as a man or as a woman that you got to define your success based off a 16, 17, 18, 19 year old kid. You a fucking lame. Let these kids grow. Let these kids mature. Let these kids develop. That's what you need to do. Don't be a straggler. Don't sit there and try to be a hang arounder or hang on. Because you don't know what success is. You can't define success. Because as a man, you don't got no nuts. As a woman, you can't hang on your own. You only relevant based off the person that you with. You a fucking lame. The only 
inkling of success you have in your life is based off this talented kid, you need to reevaluate your life. You need to reevaluate it. Cause that ain't that ain't that. That's why we call it hoop groupies. I'm telling you, I know when I titled it hoop groupies, everybody gonna sit there and think like, man, he talking about these women and these men that be praying and he praying on these young basketball player boys and girls. No, fuck that. We know that. I told y'all, hoop nerd podcast, man. We talk about the underground, the essence. We talk about these grown ass men and women who define their success based off the success on a basketball court from kids. 16 to 19 years old. That's how you define you as a man. If that's the case, you a fucking lame. And I try not to cuss on here. I try to keep it PG, but you know this this topic to me is it, it gets to me because it's just a factual statement. We need to do better. Stop always trying to trick these kids into, hey, I'm going to buy you this, I'm going to buy you that. I have one of the top players in, in the country, right, in his class. He's he about to come out this year, right? Real talented player out here in Indiana, right? And I used to work him out, right? We used to work on this game every now and again, go to the Y, work on the skill development, right? Same thing the OGs did for me. Right, so I'm at work one day. I'm at work one day and I get a I get a text message. Hey yo, bro, can you do me a favor? What's up? Like, what's up, man? Hey coach, hey, did you bring me some McDonald's to school? What did that message like? The fuck you think I am? <laughs> I ain't no flunky. I ain't no groupie. No, nah, bro, I ain't bring you no McDonald's. Man, everybody else I rock with, I bring me some McDonald's to school. That ain't me. I ain't no fucking groupie. You eat school lunch like the rest of you eat school lunch. I used to eat school lunch. My man got offended with me. Because I ain't stopped what I was doing to go buy him some McDonald's. What? But he felt comfortable asking me that. Because you fucking hoop groupies. Stop what y'all doing in y'all everyday life to go appease these goddamn kids. That's why. And I know somebody gonna be like, man, he was asking you for a favor as a friend. Nah, bro, that's not what he was doing. It's not what he was doing. I know him. I know that was I know that wasn't what he was doing. But I'm not gonna do something I wouldn't even do for my kid in the middle of the day. You get free lunch. You ain't bring your lunch, go eat that free lunch. What I'm not gonna do is do for another person that I wouldn't even do for a kid of mine. No, fuck that. Go ahead and eat that lunch. But y'all clowns out here 
is stopping everything that you're doing and doing things for players that you wouldn't even do for your own kid. And you think that's okay. Nah, bro. Like I said, man, we got to pluck these fucking hoop groupies out of the fucking community. That's what we got to do. Because that, that's the thing about it, though. All they're doing is just praying. And at the end of the day, hoping they can get the fruits of their labors. They want, it, they, want, they want them to make it to say, hey, man, remember back in the day, I used to do it. Let me get 100000 Nah. Nah, player. It's not everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool to do nice things for nice people. I'm with all that. I'm, I'm, I'm big on giving back to the community. I'm big on doing things out of the kindness of my heart when not wanting anything back. But I ain't never been no haggler. I ain't never been no hang-arounder. I know a lot of top individuals in the country. I done worked out with a lot of them, played against a lot of them, talked to a lot of them. I ain't no fucking groupie. I ain't never been. I don't, define, I don't define my success by how talented you are. Now, I mean, kids, I done coach that play collegiate basketball. I don't never sit there and be like, I coach such and such, I coach them, I coach them. They came out of my program. Nah, bro, let them say it. I'm going to let them brag on what Coach Perry did for me or Coach Charles or anybody in these coaches that they developed with or any old heads that stayed around and worked them out and helped them develop their game without wanting nothing in return. Allow those players to talk about that. You ain't always got to be around. And the reason they're around is because they prey on these single parent mothers. Think about that. They prey on these single parent mothers. You're not me. You're not me. And I said it all come full surface. That's why I had to let it be known. Like it's it's, it's an effect, right? So we talked about AAU coaches and how the AAU coaches can also be who groupies and how they attack who? Single parent mothers. A lot of these players, top players, who don't have father figures, look at these AAU coaches and these groupies as father figures in their life. And in turn, in turn, they plug in and tap in with these mothers to try to build relationships with them just to get close to their kid. Y'all want to know how it come full surface or how it come around? That's how it come around. It's a grooming. It's like pedophiles, right? They groom kids. They give you little candy. They give you clothes, things of that nature. And then when you get up age, pow, they attack. It's how the game of basketball is, too. Exactly how the game of basketball is. Right? These coaches buy them shoes, buy them food, take them out on trips, chill with the family. And as soon as they get old enough, pow, I was there first. Hey, you in the NBA now. 
I need a car. I need a house. Then let me buy my mama house first. But they didn't smarten up. Or turn it into groupies. They went from being groupies to being stepdads. <laughs> Think about that. They went from being groupies to stepdads. I know y'all sitting there laughing like, damn, look, you crazy. Nah, bro. They see these single moms struggling, they let me help you out. Oh, he needs some shoes for the tournament. I got it. Don't even worry about it. Oh, y'all need groceries. Y'all need food. Oh, I got it. Then they slide their way in. Then they go from Coach Charles to my mom's boyfriend, Charles. To my mom's fiance, Charles. To my mom's husband, Charles. Now Charles set for life. Same thing with Charles on the women's side. Lil' Candace got game. McDonald's All-American potential. Going to UConn. WNBA. I went from Coach Charles. To boyfriend Charles. To fiance Charles. To husband Charles. I'm set for life. Like they we, they scheme. They scheme. They scheme their way in to finally get an end result. It's a payday. It's a payday. Some of these some of these these dudes don't really like these moms and dads. Y'all crazy. You ever sit there and turn and be like, damn, how they get together? One of my real close friends um, has, was, was dating a, a, a woman that was very wealthy, came from a wealth, very wealthy background, right? Very wealthy background. He's one of my friends. He's from the crib. He's from Philly. All right? And he, he talked about, like, damn, like she got money. Her parents got this. Her parents got that. And my man asked her, he asked her to, to marry him. He asked her to marry him. She said, yeah. So I asked him a question. I said, damn, do you love her? He said, shit, I could grow to love her. I said, huh? He said, shit, she got money. I can grow to love her. I can grow to love anything. She got money. He said, but shit, she do for me. She got money. I ain't got to worry about nothing. I'm set for life. That's exactly how these AAU dudes is. These groupies, these coaches. They look at it like, damn, I'm set for life. That's how they look at things. That's exactly how they look at things. Y'all think they, they looking at this mom like, damn, she bad? No, they ain't looking at it like that. There's a couple bad ones out there probably. But they sitting there looking like shit. Little homie got a chance to be special. Little homie got a chance. So since he got a chance to be special, we gotta do what we gotta do. Mom might not look good, but you don't get make it to the league, I'm set for life. She make it to the league, I'm set for life. And that's just that's just the, the, the mentality that they do to try to get what they want. Yay! 
So single parents, you got to be aware of these, these, these stragglers, these hangarounders, these individuals that just want to be around because of what your child can do for them. You just the extra. They there for you for show. But they really there for your child. They're really there for the talent that your child brings on and off the court. That's why they there. You single moms don't fall for the nonsense. Don't fall for it. Don't. Know your worth. Let people in your life that want to be there for you, not for what your talented child can do for them. Trust me. You will know you're smart enough to know if somebody's there for you. But that's it, man. Hoop Nerd Podcast. This was a deep one. This was a serious one, man, because AAU season is upon us. AU season is definitely here. So you're going to get a lot of, of coaches hitting you up, telling your child to play for this team, play for that team, come play for me. I can do this. I can do X, Y, and Z for you. Vet them. Do your research. See what they bring to the organization. See what your child, how can your child benefit from being a part of this program. Then you decide if this person is for you. Once again, this is Malik DMG Perry, man. This is episode six of the Hoop Nerd Podcast. I appreciate you guys continue to tap in, being a part of the movement. Remember, if you want to follow the content, look below, man. You can get the audio version of the podcast at the NegroAthletebrand.com. Tap on podcast. If you want the visual of the podcast, man, go to YouTube and subscribe to the Negro Athlete. And then also follow us on social media at the Negro Athlete. Tap in. Hoop Nerd Podcast. Hoop Nerd! No child left behind, said daddy next in line. Flesh should attain it, yeah, I say it for the second time. Repping time, R.I.P.J. Pesci. Head cap, any move, Kane.